The Paternity Test is a comedy podcast for adults. If you're not a grown-up, get off the internet. It's a horrible place. From Illinois and New York, it's the Paternity Test. This week, lawnmower love, airline bonus mile bankruptcy, just shy of 10 digits, and surgery at both ends. And now, three men who still love wool socks and Doc Martens in the summer, here are the dads. Hello and welcome to episode 6 of The Paternity Test. I'm Todd Jay in the Chicago suburbs. I'm Matt Borazzi in Chicago. And I'm Dave Engel in upstate New York. Welcome back to the podcast that doesn't agree with Iowa Representative Steve King about marrying lawnmowers, but which might be willing to marry its crockpot. So you probably heard that Iowa Representative Republican Steve King said that gay marriage is just like marrying your lawnmower. And it got me thinking about what appliance I would most like to marry. Are we staying in the kitchen? No, anywhere. Any appliance. So like, what about the one of those sharper it's image? It's a water pick if it's a... <laughs> okay, then, then I'm going to go with one of those sharper image massage chairs, full body massage chairs. You oh, kidding me? Why wouldn't you why wouldn't you marry a refrigerator? Cuz then you're fully stocked all the time. I would marry I just got a brand new refrigerator. It's got French doors, it's got the bottom freezer pull out, it's got the ice and water machine. I'm practically married to that thing now. Well, how jealous is your new spouse machine? Because is it making you get rid of all the other appliances or can you marry the shiatsu chair and keep your refrigerator? I think this is polyamorous. I think you can bring your dishwasher and your oven and your refrigerator into the bedroom all at once. I'll tell you what, the last thing I would want to marry is my lawnmower, because I do not want to be married to something that could chop off any body part it chooses of mine. Yeah, is that what you want to be pissing off, your lawnmower? No way. You you would have eight toes inside of a month. What is this guy trying to prove, or who is he trying to make happy or facilitate? playing to the angry base. He's just going to piss off the lawnmowers. And then gonna, right. when that when the comet comes too close and all the stuff comes to life, he's going to get chased down the street by lawnmowers. He should have said something more gentle like ice cream churners. Aren't we at the point now where we've decided what the right side of history is on this? Isn't this the point at which everyone's supposed to say, oh, I was always for gay marriage. Yeah, I always thought it was because <laughs> at a certain, you know, at a certain point, everyone uh, in the 70s and at least the 80s said, yeah, I was always for civil rights, right? I think you, you always know? need a few holdouts to uh, prove your point. Ugh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, think, I, think the, I think the GOP has made its official st- stance, stop talking about gay stuff because we're on the wrong side of history. But there's going to be, you know, there's still Nazis in Germany, but I'm pretty sure Germany said uh, Ixne on the uh, Einol Fey Aleutian say. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's time to just stop electing people who talk stupid like that. Just time. Just, just unelect him. Do something. <laughs> unelect just, you. Unelect him. Just, you know what? I don't understand. If there's anyone in Iowa listening to this, I think it's time that we just get a bunch of old, broken-down lawnmowers on Craigslist and throw them in his yard. Because <laughs> anybody that, you know, 
he doth protest too much. Like anyone who has this big of problem with an issue, especially whenever the rest of the world's moved on, he obviously has deep seated issues with this that uh, he hasn't come to terms with. Yeah, he either, he either loves men or lawnmowers. We just don't know. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's it. He's, right. Still, he's still mad that his old man would let him marry a lawnmower when he was a kid. And right, he's taking it out on the gays. <laughs> he walks it in. He walks into his garage at midnight. His wife's calling down to him. He's like, "Go to sleep, Doris." He's like, looking at his cub cadet biting his bottom lip. God, I'll just be alone <laughs> with you. If there was just a place where the two of us could be together <laughs> be accepted for who we were they'll never understand us they'll never understand us not here and now it's time for scary clowns and filthy elmos this is the segment that sits there in the closet and watches you sleep well we watched american horror story i watched season two she watched season one two all over the place and two just too unpleasant yeah like i, I like horror when it's fun but like there's just tons of rape and it's like oh. depressing, you know? My wife and I watched a horror flick about five years ago. Yeah, there is a lot of rape in horror films, it seems like. like. I want to be scared. Like, I want a horror film to freak me out when I'm walking through the dark because that's fun. I don't want it to bum me out. And there's way too many horror flicks that are just a huge bum out, you know? Yeah. Right, right. It's, yeah, it's one thing Dude, for like. people are out there, man. <laughs> yeah, it's one thing for like naive teenagers to make stupid choices in a house and walk into the place where the murderer is or whatever, kind of the horror movies we grew up with. The horror movies that the kids get into now are like psychotic. Yeah, when it's like, like home invasion, families getting carved up in a realistic, dramatic fashion. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not like I, a Japanese girl's not going to come out of a well on my TV and f- up my face. So that's fun to yeah. watch, and it's fun right. to like. Then you're getting a drink in the middle of the night. You look over at your TV and you like want to wet your pants. That's fun, scary. <laughs> you know, but being like, oh, I hope my daughter doesn't get raped on the way to prom. Like, that's not fun, scared. No, it's not. That's the <laughs> definition of not fun scared. Hey, folks, you already shop on Amazon. Why not put those dollars to work keeping this show on the air? You do it by using the Amazon portal at the support page at paternitypodcast.com. Anytime you want to shop on Amazon, just go to paternitypodcast.com. Click on the support page. There's an Amazon portal there. You just type in what you're looking for. It pops open an Amazon window. You buy what you want to buy. You don't have to sign up for anything. You don't pay extra. But a portion of Amazon's profits go to us, and we use that to keep this show on the air. Todd, at your suggestion... I purchased a board game for my daughter, who is now old enough to play board games, and I bought Hi Ho Cherio. Yeah, that's wow. uh, that's what I think was probably the first board game. Some people use Shoots and Ladders or Candyland, but I think mm-hmm. Hi Ho Cherio was the first board game that our kids would play with us, like sit down and play. I think probably Melissa wants me to get Shoots and Ladders next. It, mm-hmm. We recorded the show at your house. You showed me Hi Ho Cherio. I ordered it on the Amazon page right there. We started playing it a, a, a day later. Um, I think Hi-Yo Cherio was the right answer because it's got it's a little more toyetic. You know, some board right. games have like plastic bits and toys and parts. And I think that that's more fun than Chutes and Ladders because you got plastic cherries that throw in plastic buckets, right? Yep. Interactive. Done and you know what's done. really smart? The whole – it says in the rules, when you win, scream Hi-Ho Cherio. And there's other games where you scream something at the end, right? Uno, yeah. Sorry. Are there any others? Is that it? You take my battleship. I don't know. Oh, that's a good one. You really really yell that? (laughs) You have to. You have to. A Milton Bradley comes back from the grave, and the Parker brothers come into your house and choke you out. (laughs) I really like the. I don't know if if it's 
cheaper and dumber, but I really like the games that have like massive plastic toys. Mm-hmm. Like Mousetrap. Yes, oh, I was that's just cheap. that's what I was trying to think of was Mousetrap. I was sitting here trying to think, what's the one with the looks like there's <laughs> with a the mouse and the trap. What the hell the is that? Mouse and the trap what's that one, one? called? We, there was one when we were little called Don't Tip the Waiter. Oh, yeah. I love Don't, don't Tip the Waiter. Don't Spill don't the Beans. The beans. We, don't break, Tip the don't, Waiter. Don't Break the Ice. <laughs> it's a game where you don't give a gratuity to your server. <laughs> don't pay the doctor bills. <laughs> How did Viva take to High Cheerio? She loved it. She loved it. And uh, I won't, I won't uh, repeat what I did on... Uh, Chicago Parent, but check out the, I did a Chicago Parent uh, article about it because she won her first game fair and square and loved it, and then lost the second game, and we went right into my least favorite term, teachable moment. I don't like that term because there's already a term for that, which is learning opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> the moment isn't what's teachable. The child is teachable through the moment, so it's a terrible term anyway, and it's a term that we don't know because we already have the term learning opportunity. So I'm going to say there was a learning opportunity that you don't act like a jerk when you lose a board game. But it was it was tough. It was tough going because we're a competitive family, and she clearly has it in her genes because mm-hmm. she was not. Ha- she cried. And I, I will. This this is in the article, but I'll tell you that Melissa said, you know, there's there's other things besides winning, and she literally said, but that's the only thing that makes it fun for me. Did you like when you read the rules? Did you overstress the winning part or something? Like, how did this get to be? If you aren't the first one to get all your cherries, your parents love you less, and you're (laughs) less valuable as a human being. I did say that. Was that was that the wrong thing to do? No, not the wrong thing. But that might have something to do with it. Oh, I see. Did you ever get even to play a third game of Hi-Ho Cherio? Yes. After the meltdown game, now we play it, and she can win, she can lose, she can handle it now. But wow, it was. But now your world is open to a whole new array of activities you can do with your And it's amazing because we're we're in a tweener place where she's not a baby. She's smart enough to do stuff, but she often wants to do tedious, repetitive things that are very physically strenuous on daddy. Mm -hmm. Games like lift me straight up in the air 200,000 times. (laughs) Games like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we play Monster where I run around the yard and go and reach my arms out and chase them and they scream and... If I get too close to them, they yell, no, wait, and then they run off again. I don't know I don't know what you guys did wrong, but our favorite game when Alex was a kid was the night-night game where we would lay down in his bed once he got into a big boy bed, and he'd come in and tuck us in and close the door and leave. <laughs> leave the house. Yeah. Go to the bar. You hear the car start up. <laughs> you won't be back until the Jets game's over. <laughs> How does that work? He just hey, he'd, yeah. he'd tuck us in, he'd leave, and then he'd come back and do it all over again. It would be repetitive, but we oh, never had to do a thing but get tucked in over and over and over again. Oh, that's Our the best. It's called I Don't Love You Too Much, and I have to say I love you too much. And then Viva says I don't love you too much, and then she runs away, and I have to scream that I'm like <laughs> I'm upset that she doesn't love me too much, and I have to go no. And I'll stop, you know, I'll hang back and try to check my tweets in a side room for a second, but she, she's on to me pretty soon. So, yeah, board games are a miracle. And you were right, Todd. I asked you, should I get the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse version that comes with, like, plastic Mickeys and Donalds? And in retro, you know, I got the more classic one, and it, it does – because have you noticed that there's Disney-branded versions of all the classic games yeah. now? Yeah, you get Disney Candyland, and yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And they seem kind of tacky. I'm glad I didn't do it. We're at the point now where you could have Disney everything, every step from birth to... To your mm-hmm. Sophia the First coffin. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> if you like the paternity test, please help us tell other people about it. Subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. It's quick and easy, and it improves our iTunes ratings and helps new listeners find us. List Junkie writes, you really need to take a listen to this podcast. You don't have to be a mom or a dad. These guys are hilarious. Great stories of family, work, and kids from three guys approaching 40. I approached it and passed it, and now I'm looking back at it and sobbing softly to myself. If you like superheroes, jube gels, craft beer, complaining about loud noises, tooth fairy stories, sand table, cereal, marriage, musical theater, home improvement, candy, sports, ER visits, ghost children, or complaining about getting old, then this is the podcast for you. It's time for Pennywise and a Dollar Short. That's where we do a flyby of planet money. So on our last trip to Florida, uh, on the way back after driving and having to make at least four reroutes off the highway and around terrible construction or accidents, there was even a manhunt that we had to drive around in Florida. <laughs> That's they... Florida. <laughs> That's Florida. Yeah. Honestly, like Google Maps said, get off the road if you don't want to get shot. So we got <laughs> off the road and went around this manhunt. We're driving down this this side road that goes along I-75 North, and there was every half, every quarter mile, there was a state trooper with an assault rifle standing by his car waiting for this guy. To, they were flushing him out of the woods towards us. <laughs> and they just figured they'd mow. Chicago is bait. And they just figured they'd mow him down, you know, right when he came out of the woods before he had a chance to get to the road where we were, I guess. So anyway, near Miami, because I've watched Dexter and I know that that place is lousy with gimmicky serial killers. That's all they have down there. There's and by the way, there's only one police station. There's four cops and they're all in love with each other. And they all they work every case killers. in the entire city. <laughs> they got their hands full because there's like the cotton candy machine killer and there's the tuning fork killer. Yeah. The New Balance killer. The shoelace and Velcro killer. He uses shoelaces and Velcro to kill his victims. He's very thorough. So yeah. you're driving through, and you got it's Florida. So there's, there's yeah. security guards killing little black kids. There's people. Well, all... even getting out of Florida. After we got out of Florida, there's all this construction in pretty much every state. We had to get off the road at some point to go around a huge delay. And so finally, on the last leg. Now, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait. Putting up signs that say "caution manhunt" doesn't that kind of tell people who are being hunted? Where to not go? It was it was just happening. I only you know through the power of the internet, I was able to figure out it was a manhunt, and also the, all the all the assault rifles. They just were directing everyone off the road at some point. Everyone had to get off seventy five, and when we saw the number of police officers, we knew that it was that. And by the time I got back on the highway, I was able to look it up online and see a report that there was indeed a, a shooting on the highway and a manhunt right where we were. So, have you looked it up since? Did they get him? They killed him. Oh, they did exactly what I thought they would. They flushed him out of the woods and shot him. What we have here. <laughs> so after that and the many other delays, you know, I, I decided on the last leg, you know, as we were getting close to home, I said, Kelly, we've been driving to Florida for 12 years now. We are flying next year. It adds four days onto our vacation and not like four great days, four long, draining exhausting days of driving right we've always done it because it was cheaper it costs like five hundred dollars to drive between the gas and the hotels and to fly and rent a car would cost us probably close to fifteen hundred dollars so it's a thousand dollar swing but we're just going to start saving now and we're going to put the money away and we're going to we're going to do it one of the ways that i'm doing it is i've i've never i realize i'm late to the party everyone's going to say we've been doing this for 20 years what's your problem 
I've never been really on board with rewards cards, right, credit cards. I've always had a Discover card. I get 1%, and every once in a while I get some money back, whatever, but I spend it on Amazon, and it's gone. So it doesn't really make a difference in my <laughs> life. <laughs> but now we're going to get into rewards cards, you know, that you, you know for, to use for travel. We're going to try to get a couple of our tickets free next year. And But now I realize that, you know, yeah, you can do it. You know, you could just play it straight, get one point, every dollar you spend, build up your points, whatever. But now I'm learning that you can, once I started reading about these rewards cards, I'm like, you got to game the system, right? You got to. Oh, no. So I started off getting, okay, we're going to order one card. He's going to Columbia music this. So yes, he I, is. <laughs> You're going to have cards under fake names. Oh, man. So We're going to have 20 copies of Blind Melon's No Rain coming to our house again, I can tell, just like in college. <laughs> <laughs> This sounds. I want to hear. You know, what it's you funny. It sounds like you're do. just making a funny reference, but Blind Melon, No Rain came to our house for sure, a hundred percent true. Under one of your Columbia house names, anyhow. It had, it was the video with the little chubby girl in the bee costume, right? That's right. Like that, of yeah. Oh, I had that one absolutely. Columbia, by the way, just filed for bankruptcy. Man, Chapter that, eleven. That lasted a long time. They just... A long time. <laughs> I want to hear how you're gonna beat the credit gonna, card companies. Yeah. The At company's the game. so powerful that when they mess up, they ruin the world's economy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, oh, yes, and, and I'm going to own them. Because I can tell you've thought this through well, and uh, you've got look, a plan. Yes, it's all great plans, I guess. We signed up for a card. You, with these rewards cards, when you sign up, you get a you get some bonus for signing up. That already is like one free airline ticket by the time you know that bonus kicks in. But the card, you know, you basically just get one point per dollar. So it costs about anywhere from 15000 to 25000 points to get a free airline ticket. So you um, went out and spent $25,000 on Yeah, I, I charged $25,000 in, in, yes. Then I realized that there was another card I can get that was affiliated with the other card that gives you like 5% for, you know, so basically five points per dollar instead of one point for certain things. So those things are going to go on that card, and then we transfer the points to the other card. And then we're going to get a third card. That is a Southwest Rappers Rewards card that is also affiliated with our middle card. And if we wanted to, we can take – and for that one, we get another 25,000 bonus points for signing up. Then we can transfer all of those points from the middle card, the 5% points, onto the middle card points. We could even transfer those points to the Southwest Rewards card and then buy our airlines tickets with that. So wait a minute. So I, I get so, the so I have three so, so cards you're put, going. You're putting things on different cards based on what gives you the most points. Then you move all the points over, and then you get the most Into stuff. Into one thing, and then I get the most stuff. The question is, when you go shopping, how are you keeping track of what you need to buy where? It's confusing it seems to be like there's hell. a big moment when you get to the register, and you look at your cart, and then you pull out a stack of cards, and you go, ah, I got to get this right. Got, you do got to get it right. It depends. Not on- to mention the social weirdness of that, right? Like you're pulling out three cards. Mm-hmm. And the person's looking at you like you're it's, it's like you're paying your water bill on credit. Well, that's the other thing I'm trying to do is I'm trying to pay every bill that I can on my credit card, <laughs> right. which I'm going to I don't we've never carried a balance on our credit cards in probably over uh, since we've been married. We haven't had a credit card balance that carried over a month. So, you know, the idea is these aren't the carry balances these are to pay off every month. We're just trying to wear echo points. So whatever we put on there is going to be paid off. So we want to put every bill. So the cable bill is going on there. The cell phone bill is going on there. Whatever will let us. Some some won't let you. Some things won't let you do the credit card, you know, like your car payment. Right. I love to your put, credit card payment. I love to pay the credit card with the other credit card. They figured that. <laughs> they at least got you, got you figured out there. You can't do that. The knowing which card to use when, you know, can get a little frustrating. Kelly's always asking me now, when I go to the store, what card do I have to use? And I get, well, what are you buying? Where are you going? 
And you know what you're becoming? And I, I always knew this would happen with you. I just figured it would be after your wife and kids died. Yeah. Uh, you're becoming the super coupon person. The person who clips coupons for like four hours a day mm-hmm. and then you go to the to the store and you buy four carts of stuff and they, they give, give me, you yeah. like $175 because that's how, good, <laughs> how well you did with the coupons. You're that guy. And I'm sure that this is all going to backfire on me somehow. Like I'm going to go to Cash in the Points and be like, no, sorry, no flights available for the time you want to go to Florida. You just have to put it on the card. Well, they are liars because I, my wife and I were coming back from the Dominican Republic and we're using U.S. Airways MasterCard. They, we signed up for that because we were on the plane. They have you there. Yeah. And they say, we'll give you two free tickets just for signing up right now. And then every dollar you spend, you get $5 million towards another flight. <laughs> and so when I, it came time for me to use those two flights, like, uh, well, there's all these blackout dates. There's two days in March you can use them. By the way, uh, you can you really only have one flight. You know, it's two gonna... free tickets, like a one one round trip, right? Exactly. Oh, those sons of me. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. So they they acted like yeah, you know, they, they, and I couldn't. It wasn't like I was going to track down the stewardess in the Dominican Republic and scream <laughs> at her. But that's what needed to happen. You did this to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, but see, when you flew out to the, back to the Dominican Republic to scream at the stewardess, you would have used up most of what you got out of the whole yeah, deal. They... Well, when I came back from the Dominican Republic, I had food poisoning, so I wasn't going to scream. I, there wasn't a lot of screaming going on except in the bathroom. <laughs> hey, you, come here. <laughs> so I've done a lot of reading online about the different cards and, and, uh, and people you know, giving you tips on what to do. You know, I'm a little bit worried that I'm going to end up with 10 different credit cards trying to juggle points. And, and you know, there's, I'm going to have to have a spreadsheet that I take with me everywhere to figure out how to maximize points and cash it in. Uh, in the end, it's probably going to end up costing me more money because I'm going to be obsessed with putting everything on the credit card. I don't think you should worry about whether it's going to happen or not because it is going to happen. Mm-hmm. I think you should just embrace it. Just think... become that guy. Like, just become the points guy. Yeah. And people just, you know, go with it. Like every time I'm out for a big group dinner... I'll say, everybody give me the cash. I'm going to put it on my card for the points. Just yeah. give me your cash. I'll just put it on my card. Just give me your cash. Right. And then you'll immediately go and you'll put that money towards the card. You won't spend the cash on anything else. <laughs> and uh, you will not somehow yeah. end up owing $300. You don't know how you owe yeah. at the end of the month. That That's never happened to <laughs> never. anyone. No. <laughs> I know, I know, your kids are going back to school. Facebook about it some more, why don't you? Jeez. <laughs> then like our page on Facebook, share our posts, and follow us on Instagram at The Paternity Test and Twitter at The Dad Test. Send us a question or a comment for The Paternity Test mailbag. Just email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at our phone number, 657-BAD-DADS. And we mean it from the bottom of our heart. Megan in Mundelein wrote to us in response to our talk about finger avulsion, and she said regarding finger avulsions, yuck, my daughter cut off the tip of her finger on a pack-and-play when she was one and a half. Oh, oh that, is a, that is a money train right there. Congratulations, should, She should own Graco right now. Yeah, yeah that's exactly I, what happens. I hope you're enjoying your, your Graco-branded house. That, <laughs> <laughs> you walk in the door, and there's like a little... This little cigar cutter, you just got to stick your finger in, you got to take a little bit of the tip off every time, but they bought you a house. Was it a pack and play from, like pack and plays when we were little, when we called them play pens, 
those were designed to chop off fingertips. Every once in a while, there is a product that comes out. There was a, I remember when the girls were infants, there was a stroller that had, it was being taken off the market because it kept chopping off kids' fingers. I don't know the brand. I'm not sure. But every once in a while that happens. And the way that I don't understand how a parent, first of all, you can't put the kid in the pack and play until it's basically Fort Knox. Like the thing is built like a poop brick house. You know what I'm saying? And so how it lost a finger, I, I don't understand, but. Poop Brickhouse was my name when I was a gay actor in the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> I did date both Debbie Reynolds and Natalie Wood there. <laughs> Megan goes on to say she would not wish that on anyone uh, or recommend Googling it, but too late for you, the finger revulsion that is. She says, love your show. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Megan. So I don't know how Megan's kid got her finger cut off in the pack and play, but uh, anytime people get a finger cut off, it's a weird thing. I remember when I was in grade school, I was over at a friend's house, and his mom came home from work having just cut her finger off in a printing press. And occasionally, my dad just retired from 45 years in the printing industry, and while he never lost any fingers, there was at least once where he came home and was like, well, I, in a cold sweat, and said he'd pulled someone's inside out, turned oh. forearm out of the <laughs> Is there anything socially more just a bummer than missing part of your finger is there, is there anything we're in chicago and that's you know our mayor's got nine fingers so that's a it's a status symbol around here mm -hmm. oh, people okay. are chopping their fingers off so they can look more like a high roller in chicago politics it's it's hard because you never notice someone's missing a finger until really until you're dating them or until you have to fingerprint them or you know what i mean like <laughs> Because hands sort of flutter and move. La and ladies, please note that Dave fingerprints all the women he dates. Used uh -huh. to. Not anymore, though. Can't afford the hassle. <laughs> I, can't, I can't have DNA and fingerprint evidence around here. <laughs> I think people used to be, it used to be more noticeable when people lost a, f a finger because everybody smoked. Mm. So when you, you raise the cigarette to your mouth like Dave Allen at large on on uh, PBS when we were kids, like you'd go, oh, look, that missing finger. Like that's why right. you see Rahm Emanuel's all the time because he gesticulates from a podium and then you go, hey, something's missing in this picture. Funny thing about his missing finger is that he got a cut on his finger as a kid and then went swimming in Lake Michigan and Lake Michigan is so filthy and disgusting that it made his finger infected and he got it cut off. And so the fact that our mayor lost his finger from our lake is a constant reminder of what a hideous cesspool this entire metropolitan area is. <laughs> Uh, I knew a girl that was missing half of her middle finger in high school, but I didn't know it for like half of high school. And I was sitting behind her in class one day, or sitting in front of her rather, and I turn around and she's got her hand laying down on the desk and I caught a glimpse, or I, I guess the proper way would be to, I, I didn't catch a glimpse <laughs> of the end of her finger. And then all of a sudden I, I, to, I went back to do a double take and her hand was like down in her lap again. I could never... So then I spent like the rest of the school year trying following to following like, her around, following her, her around, staring at her hands like, "Hey, high five, it, high girlfriend!" Five it. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right, and then doing like the clasp whenever she puts out the high fives, so like, "Give me that hand." <laughs> count those digits. It was the 90s, kid. so I would assume that she lost it when she tried to blow up the school assembly, and then Winona Ryder shot it off with a pistol. I don't know that reference. Heathers. Oh. I, I gotta watch that movie. It's been too long. Ever, actually. 
you're enjoying our free comedy right now, presumably, why not enjoy it in print? Catch our monthly column, Viva Daddy, in Chicago Parent Magazine, and read our paternity test blog every week at chicagoparent.com. It's as Chicago as pizza casserole and infected fingers. It's time now for Health Beat, where you listen to us die. Hey, everybody. Dave Engel here. (laughs) I am what? Not dead yet. Not dead yet. Not yet. Cutting it close, though. I am going under the knife. Oh. I am. Twice. I'm going two times. I'm going next Monday, and then I'm going to take a week off, week and a half off. In between, I'm going to go again. Uh, My first venture is going to, I'm uh, going to have vocal surgery. Why, you may ask. Well, why? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you can hear the scratchiness in my voice, but I have a polyp or a node or a rock or a pencil. There's something in my throat, the doctor tells me, and it needs to be sawed off. And so I'm thinking go... like it's the dark half. I'm thinking it's that little guy from uh, Total Recall. <laughs> he comes out like, yeah, too yeah. Mars, Queen. Yes. It's the twin Shud. that you absorbed in the womb. Right. Uh-huh. They're just going to find a bunch of teeth and hair. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder I can't breathe. I'm always coughing up hairballs. Dentist is always going in the way, way back. It's like you've got beautiful, beautiful chompers back there in your larynx. For the last, oh, about eight years, my voice started going down about eight, ten years ago, downhill. About the time I started teaching and also about the time I got married. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. So I've pretty much lost all of my range of my vocal abilities and and everyone always asks me if i have a cold and i'm just kind of tired of having to explain it all the time and it seems to be just getting worse and uh went in i went into this doctor who specializes in foot diseases but he said he'd do this for me and he was great what he did was you go in and you say you get a referral because everything works in referral now because we live in america and God forbid you go straight to the doctor you need, you know, you need to go to. You've got to go to the doctor that uh, has no idea what to do with you when you tell them that you have a problem with your voice. Um, so I went to my GP and he wrote me a referral and they sent me to this Dr. Kelly. And, and he's got this, he's got this rod, this steel rod that's about 18 inches long, maybe 15 inches. And He's like, all right, I'm going to stick this down your throat. <laughs> what? Didn't even buy you dinner first. Didn't buy me dinner. Uh, he gave me this. He, and so he didn't, even, he didn't even anesthetize me. He didn't give me anything to deal with the gag reflex mm. I was about to have. And so. Jeez, even Bill Cosby would have mixed you a drink. <laughs> so he's like, okay, lean forward. I'm going to stick this because it's this thing doesn't bend. I don't know what the deal is with. I mean, at least you would have thought it would be like spaghetti and it would just sort of they'd put a weight on the end of it and like a fishing well, rod or something. I don't know what something. the purpose of it is. I, well, there's a camera sure going with this. There's a camera on the end of it and a light. And he can use the other end to see what's going on in my larynx. Right. So he's got a selfie stick. Yes, he's got a essentially. GoPro and he's jamming it in your mouth hole. Yeah. So he sticks it in and I start to gag, immediately start to gag because mm-hmm. it's unnatural to have something back there, you know, in the back of my throat. 
and he gets ticked. You can tell he gets ticked off. Like he sighs. <laughs> He's like, all right, I'm going to give you some uh, spray here uh, to numb your throat. I'm like, thanks. I could have used that before you jammed this down my <laughs> throat hole. And so he does it again. He gets in there and he's looking around and I, and I, I totally <laughs> gag again and he pulls it out and he's like, you know what? We're just gonna go through your nose. And oh, that's, that sounds what? better. That sounds what? much better than just going right that's to the throat. That's even worse. I mean, I'm a gagger. Like I'm almost gagging yeah. listening to this story. And I used to throw up all the time when I had braces, when they take the uh, impressions you know, where they fill your right. mouth with Play-Doh and then they jam a metal plate in your mouth. And, the, you know, I would literally yeah. throw up all over the nurses, all over the office, <laughs> just just <laughs> Linda Blair all over the place. So I, I've been horrified as you've been telling this. But now when you're saying they're going to go through your nose or through your belly button or through your anus <laughs> to get to your throat, that seems worse somehow. This I thought it was better because I'm like, there's nothing worse than you trying to shove a rod down my throat. Like to me, I was like, this is great. And. So he had to leave for a second. The nurse comes in, gives me the spray in my nose. She takes these forceps or something and opens my nostrils and shoots this uh, anesthetic up into my <laughs> nose so I can't feel anything in my throat anymore or my nose. And she's like, don't worry. Uh, he's got a pediatric camera he's going to use. She called you a baby. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I was terrified because I don't, I don't know how big the adult cameras are <laughs> this thing the adult camera just like a canon slr just <laughs> sit still yeah it's like saw it's just the whole thing is like saw so he takes this long tube not it's just like it's made like for a babies spaghetti made for babies and uh, with a camera and a light on the end and and he hooks it up to his his computer so he can see on his screen what you know the the camera is seeing so he shoves that up my nose and i can feel sort of tapping down my throat and it's like that and he's having me do vowel sounds and this and that there's a polyp on a big chunk of my right vocal cord and i gotta get that sawed off and he's really dry the guy's really dry he's like like, you know, what am I going to get back? You know, am I getting my falsetto back? Am I going to get my belt back? Am I going to, it's nice. Like, eh, I, don't, I really don't know. I, I, I really can't tell you. I mean, you know, I mean, can you tell me what normally happens? You might not even wake up. I, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, usually people wake up from this, but uh, I, I really can't tell you. And I know that that's him not putting oh, himself in a position. Oh, yeah. Right. Say. But I am curious because you have the... Aerosmiths, the Steven Tyler's of the world, and Adele. But then you have people like Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey, right? So and didn't that happen who, to Julie Andrews too, right? Well, Julie Andrews, they performed surgery and they screwed up, and that's why oh, she couldn't okay. sing anymore. But what I'm saying is you've got people like Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey who are or were in their 40s and 50s who just lose it and never get it back. And then you've got people like Steven Tyler who gets surgery on his voice in, in Adele and they get it all back. And I'm curious which way it's going to go or if it's just going to go right down the middle. I don't know. Well, you could probably avoid the Whitney Houston route by not doing mountains of crack. I guess you're right. And then Mariah Carey, did she lose her voice? You've got to listen to her sing. Uh, I mean, I saw the Christmas incident, but uh, I thought that was just a monitor problem. Are you serious? Right? I thought she just, yeah, I think she just couldn't hear herself. 
She doesn't have the range. Like she just did not have that range. Oh, I, yeah, I don't tries, think she has. But... I don't think she has the range anymore. Oh man, we're gonna get so many calls from Mariah Carey now. I know. She's gonna call us in whistle tones just to yell at us. Sorry, boo. <laughs> so then I can't. And so Steven talk... Tyler got the surgery, huh? Yeah, he got the surgery, and I'm assuming maybe a he'll lot. call you and encourage you. Maybe he'll call you like in Revolution X. He'll call you and say, "Don't give up." <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so I can't talk for four days after that. And my wife's hilarious. She's like, well, you can whisper. What are you talking about? You have no idea what I can do. You can't tell me I can whisper. What if he says I can't? He's like, no, you can't whisper. My wife's like, you can whisper. (laughs) I was thinking about it. I'm like, I can't really even be alone with the kids. Because they can't read. So your big wipe-off board you carry around isn't going to be effective with them. Yeah, so I can't be Anthony Hopkins like writing stuff in shock the chalkboard around my neck and legends of the fall. All right. What if you do that, but you only do it in Pictionary so that the girls can do it so they can be like hit saw waterfall knife. It's a, it's a wonderful life. We're going to watch it's a wonderful life. (laughs) That might work. It's going to be weird. I told, I told Cecilia about it and I haven't told Joey about it just because of not having a moment to, to tell her. So oh, was she at work, but the other one wasn't. She was running around, and <laughs> Cecilia and I were sitting there eating, and I just kind of popped out of my mouth, like, you know, Daddy's not going to be able to talk for a couple of days next week, and you know, got into a conversation, but I haven't gotten into that conversation with Joe yet, not for <laughs> any reason other than it just hasn't cropped up. So I need to, I need to be better about that because that, that those sort of things are going to happen when they're like 19 and I'll tell one I have cancer, but not the other one. <laughs> so I need to work that problem I have out now. I'd wait till the biopsy's back on that node. Cause you might be telling them that next week. I know. I know. He's like, I don't think it's cancer. We're going to send it off and uh, just double check. Wait, let's um, run that tape back again. I don't think it's cancer. <laughs> right. Well, that's the thing. Like he's not telling me, he's not telling me I'm going to be able to sing well. He's certainly not going to tell me he thinks it's cancer. Right. So since you put it that way, thanks, Matt. I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> stomach stomach ache tonight. So have so. you uh, have you watched any? There's there's videos on YouTube of people, you know, the, of the surgery of people getting their polyps removed from their vocal cords. Mm-hmm. Uh, so have you like checked any of it out to see I'm what's going to be happening that. inside of you? I'm not going to do that. I I watched the the video of what's going on in my throat and he went through it and he's not going to use a laser unless he has to. And you know, he doesn't want any heat down there for the scarring and stuff. Then just now the polyp is something where they just kind of open up the vocal cord and take the polyp out. Right. It's not like something where they cut off a chunk of it's, it's weird. It's polyps, not the right word. And he said, even looking at it, it's, it's weird because it's, it's like a flap of skin that's developed over and next to a lot of my right, vocal cord so a lot of it's just cutting that away polyp uh, isn't quite the right word i'm thinking more abomination i right. describe it more as a lovecraftian horror amityville is probably the best word i can think to describe it sort of a kafka-esque nightmare so he's gonna cut that off and then i've got four days of no talking and then a week and a half after i do that i'm going in for the big v the big vasectomy so while you're still on vocal rest, you're gonna uh, let someone gonna, else take a knife to to your yeah. Don't head? you want your voice back so you can say like, "Don't you're cutting off the wrong thing." 
<laughs> I no, I'm waiting a week and a half. I'm only on vocal rest oh, okay. for four days. Oh, so oh, now I'm why watching not? a polyp excision on YouTube right now. Oh, good luck, brother. Bless yeah. you. Oh my god. Oh my god. I just watched that same video, and I didn't want to oh. say anything because they. <laughs> but it's... Oh man. Jeez. <laughs> oh. It's like yeah. little nail clippers, and they're co- ah! <laughs> Oh wow. So, Don't give it up. <laughs> why not just am, have, why not just have both procedures done at the same time? You know, one high, one low. You know, mm-hmm. if there was a way to do it all at once, because look, I'm not going to get any sympathy. I'm not going to get my wife's like it's going to take you 24 hours. You'll be back on your feet after the vasectomy. You're going to be fine. And I'm like, I don't want to. I, I don't want to say that because. Different people have different healing times. I do want to be back up on my feet because I don't want to be laying around with a bag of peas on my crotch. Well, the surgery's not on your feet. I'm confident you'll be on your feet. <laughs> right. Well, maybe. I don't know. Todd, you've had this. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think I did it. I, I, had, I took a weekend off, basically, where I took it easy over the weekend. I went back. To, I had it done on a Friday, took the rest of the weekend to just kind of sit around with some frozen peas on my crotch, and then I went back to work on Monday, and I was fine. You can go for any runs or... Well, no, I didn't go for any runs. (laughs) You would have done that anyhow. Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy talk. (laughs) (laughs) Last time I saw Todd run, it's because the dog ran off with this Polish sausage. I was asking the doc, like, how effective is this? He said, well, it's 100% effective because they... They cut the pathway, like they solder it. I mean, it's like there's no pathway. Oh, anymore. I'm watching that on YouTube now. Are God you really watching if it's like me on YouTube? Yes, I am. And oh no! <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is yeah, great. <laughs> Laugh it up. You might, well, you might as well get them both at once. So you say one, two, three. One guy comes in from the top, and one guy comes in from the bottom, and just get it over with. Because oh my god, needle nose pliers and a crochet hook—that's what's happening right here. Oh, oh, god. oh yeah, the crochet hook is to help find the vas deferens. Oh, they pull that oh, out and oh, then do the snip. Oh, oh. it's not making me feel better. Well, you know what? It's it, they do thousands of them every day. It's go go for it. Thousands. Thousands of them. All right. This is 999, and then we're going on. <laughs> I didn't say they're doing well, them well. Know. Yeah. Oh, I can't see yeah. straight. Somebody give me a drink. I have a brother-in-law who uh, didn't. Yeah, he had this done. You have to get your numbers checked afterwards. Yes, you, you got to go back, six, got, I think, six yeah. weeks, and then you got to get one more count done. Right. And he, he didn't go back. <laughs> one, he two. Did, yep, they're still there. Yep, they're still there. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't go back and get account done after his vasectomy and he had baby number four yeah because you know what your your body wants to heal so like at first your body's like okay how do i make how do i make this work again and right you know if it finds a way to reconnect and you know it'll do it i have not no it's not about reconnecting i've talked to two listeners who've had to have it done twice really yep Wow. Or is it that they cut they 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 cut the wrong thing. They don't cut the tube, the right tube. They didn't get through it or something. There's only two tubes nothing. down there. It's not like there's it's it's not like uh, d- dissecting a bomb. I mean, there's not red and green. There's two. There's, <laughs> there's <laughs> one. What should I do? There's one tube coming off of each one, and you got to cut it. Come on, Ingle, think. <laughs> <laughs> Where are the blue wire? 
crotch hurt locker. Wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, it's time for another episode of the Paternity Test to use the smoke detector batteries in the remote control car. Follow us on Twitter at The Dad Test, like us on Facebook, and visit our website, paternitypodcast.com, or email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com. Catch us Tuesdays at chicagoparent.com and call our voicemail at 657-BAD-DADS and tell your friends about the show. And be like listener Joel in the great shady state of Nevada who made a generous donation to the show via our PayPal link at paternitypodcast.com. His largesse will help us with mic upkeep, help us with hosting costs. Uh, It will pay for a, a very nice bottle of whiskey for when we hide underneath the steps and cry to ourselves as our family looks for us upstairs. Uh, and it will help us keep this show going so that you moochers can have free comedy. So thank you very much, Joel, in Reno, Nevada. And you should all be like Joel, you bums. All right, everybody, remember, you should always follow your doctor's orders after surgery, unless your wife knows better. And until next time, best of luck passing the paternity test. (laughs) 